0: I can be that. I can be anything.
1: You tell me. Mabel's a delicate, sensitive woman. And the reason I'm worried is that uh, you've been acting a little strange.
0: Uh, uh, I, I wonder if you've been aware of that or not.
1: This is what I call a really handsome face. That's enough. Okay, come on, let's do it. No, no. no, no. Look at this muscle. I never saw such muscles. I bet he didn't fit in his suit. Come on. you had your fun. It's enough. Get your ass down! I don't like your friends. I know it. I know that. I'm not one of
0: those stiffs that you like with their noses up in the air. And boom, boom with their noses up in the air. How awfully nice. Say Hello, welcome to Movie Umpers. My name, Bob Shim.
1: My name, Angela.
0: The sounds here may be dogs. We're deep in it. We're nearing the end. After today's episode, we only have two more Women in Crisis episodes. Mm -hmm. And that is our theme this month, Women in Crisis, as we truck along. The theme we'll be coasting into for March is a theme... That is really just because I want to do it because I love these kind of movies, The Left Hand Endeavor. Classic film noir, five days a week, all March long. And uh, the the oldest movie we'll discuss, I think it's from thirty-one or thirty-two. Um uh, the and the youngest is from nineteen sixty-two. All month long and this month we've watched women lose their minds. This is no exception, but we are this is also a bunch of firsts for us this month, where we saw our first Altman movie. First Steven Soderbergh movie, for the show, I mean. And now, for the show and for our real life, we have watched our first John Cassavetes movie. Yes. A Woman Under the Influence from 1974, a true independent movie. Cassavetes had to really wrangle up a lot of stuff to get this made. This, When I read about his approach to filmmaking, he's a former actor. He was in Rosemary's Baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, an award-winning actor who became a director and... I think his first movie was in the late 50s, but you can tell that directing was a real passion for yeah. him. He really got no studio help with this one. He uh, kind of slapped all this together. Even the distribution for this particular movie in the theaters required him personally calling in favors to wow. theaters. It must have taken like a, so much like legwork or yeah. call work just to get this shit made and- um,
1: well, and it's, it's starring his wife
0: yeah, Jean- and
1: his friends and family.
0: <laughs> it stars Gina Rowland and Peter Falk. Uh, Peter Falk read the script. I think he was Columbo at this time. I think Columbo was a thing.
1: I wasn't sure how old Columbo was.
0: Peter Falk. I can't remember when Columbo started. I I, I don't think we were a lot, existed when Columbo started. Sure. We didn't exist when this movie started, but Peter Falk is in this movie. And yes, his wife, Gina Rowland, is the lead
1: she is the woman under the influence it's an interesting title to me because they do insinuate throughout the film that she drinks possibly has taken drugs at some point but we never see that she just has mental health issues
0: she does drink but so is her husband you know she's no more a drunk than her husband but
1: we don't even see her i don't think we even see her drunk we, we see her drink a couple she drunk at the maybe that first night. She
0: chugs at that bar. That first like night straight she, double yeah. liquor mixed together.
1: That's true. That's, she did get drunk that first night. And but, brought
0: a guy home who then sexually assaulted her.
1: Yes. That was very bad. So yes, we did see her drinking. But it wasn't like she always had a drink in her hand, I guess is what I'm getting at. Sure. She didn't seem slosh all the time. Everyone has had a night of getting drunk. But it's interesting because we don't even actually watch her go crazy. She's already crazy. She's
0: already a little off. But there's also this implication maybe by the the guys that uh, Peter Falk uh uh her name is longetti and Peter Falk plays Nick Longhetti. and the long and Nick works uh he works for the city so he fixes fixes up busted mains. A lot of the time he seems to be working at a quarry or some shit. Yeah. And all his friends When they're together, there's a lot of that, like, tangential conversation going on, like a Robert Altman movie. Yeah. It feels
1: very natural. And
0: if you like Robert Altman, like, it seems like Cassavetti's movies are pretty good, too, because Cassavetti's is more of like a let the actors play kind of a director. Yeah. He said, like, Peter Falk had read the script. I'm curious as to what the script said. Because so much of this movie does feel like, I'm sure they had points to hit, Mm -hmm. but just do what you would do, how you think your character would do. It just seems very free-flowing, like decompressed. Nothing is like trying to just stay. It doesn't feel like it's a slave to a script in any way.
1: Yeah, I would be interested to see the script. I'd also be interested to know how long the filming took because it really does feel as though... There's a scene in particular where the doctor's there and her husband's mother is there. And it's quite a long scene. But I could totally imagine them filming that one scene over like three or four nights. Just going and going and going and then cutting together the best bits. Like stopping and talking or him directing. You know, because it does feel so... It feels so organic.
0: The lady who plays uh, Nick's mother is John Cassavetes, uh mother.
1: She was sassy. Yeah. Everyone in this movie is on 10 almost it, all of the time.
0: Like, there, you know, this movie has a very blue-collar familiarity, or it's very convincingly middle-class, you know? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. there's something about movies from the 70s that do seem to... Like, there is something lost in time, like the way... These Hollywood studios represent middle-class existence, what's left of it anyway. Right. But we do get hints of it in some sense when we come across plots where people are getting hit with big medical bills and have to do things to make money. It doesn't seem like it's like, oh, this is your blue. Like, it just kind of naturally feels that, right? Yes,
1: yes. It,
0: it does seem like that's harder to find in a convincing Absolutely. way. Or at least in a way that feels very breathlessly casual, which like is, in the way it does in this movie.
1: Which is why we love these type of movies so much. Like, this is my favorite kind of movie where it feels like you're... It almost feels like you're somewhere you're not supposed to be. Mm. It feels like the, you're not supposed to be seeing these moments. The
0: camera work feels like it's hiding in half this movie. There's even this shots near, there's a shot at the end where it's like peeking through the white curtains in which they sleep in this bonus room Mm -hmm. and it'll be like someone will walk in front of the camera and you'll see like half of someone way up close and like they're having a conversation and an argument with someone across the room Mm -hmm. it does it feels like the camera is just like an awkward visitor to this whole environment
1: i can't remember when it happens but there is a moment towards the end maybe in the last like fourth of the movie where there is a shot that literally, it's like it's looking at the blank wall behind, between, and behind these two people. Like you can't even see them. Like it's not even trying to. Yeah. Get them. Like it feels like a mistake. Yeah. But like it's if you, not, like if he, you
0: handed your ca- the camera to like your cousin. Yeah. And be like, you look. Mom and dad are arguing go and record it
1: absolutely but
0: it works like it really does really work very well it gives it this sense of naivete this the these interactions are clumsy and we see gina Rollins was nominated for best actress
1: deservedly did
0: not win and uh, many well, might call it a snub. I'm not very aware of Gina Rollins. I do want to see more Cassavetti's movies after this. Especially she's in most all of Yeah, them. she's in like all of them.
1: He's her he's her muse. She's his muse.
0: I think that's I th- I love that. I kind of love genuine Hollywood love stories. Yeah. And now I'm just a little more fascinated by her because she seems like um, what would they say in a in a corny uh, a tour de force?
1: Yeah, I get that she's very intense in this movie, and I agree with you. I want to see more. I want to see more particular pairings of the two of them, him as a director and her as an actress, because I think it could have been more difficult to get this kind of performance out of someone that you didn't have a relationship with. You know that she trusts him so much. That she's willing to do these things, that she gives herself over completely to this character and this woman and this life that she's living, as little sense as it makes, sh- it makes sense. I don't know how to say that better.
0: Having a big studio presence on this movie might not have not, might Could've might have, have been it. a disservice. Yeah, you know, if you got too many pots with Casavetti's having to rely on his own connections and the trust of his friends and his wife. Mm-hmm. That trust comes through. Old Mabel, she is she's losing her shit, and the way she's like, the way she does it is like she's muttering, right? She's a lot of like, and she's almost like a like a why I oughta. She's always like, ooh,
1: so 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 talk, and I'll like so if you're talking to me, yeah. and I'm her, yeah. right? So just talk.
0: Let me tell you, I don't think you're crazy. I uh, like, a, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. Just be yourself. Just be yourself.
1: Well, it didn't mean for you to start yelling, because what I was trying to get across is how she would like. Oh, I just wanted to watch someone <laughs> speaking and like try to like.
0: Okay, I'll be the doctor.
1: Mouth it. It doesn't matter. We're past it. <laughs> no, I'm. You try to like mouth the <laughs> stuff, but but the thing that like the this like she would she it, when he started yelling she'd be like "Ka, get out of here
0: yeah Kah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was like spelled p f f t it's like
0: she made that sound <laughs> all the time.
1: She very physically reacts. She is constantly, like you said, muttering to herself, kind of mouthing. There's this one point where all the guys are over and eating spaghetti, which is like apparently the only thing she can cook. And cause everybody's like too much spaghetti, but she makes spaghetti. You could, I mean, she's feeding 15 men. Come on. Man, yeah. When
0: 15 or 12 do, men, Come that on. is like one of the easier dishes to make. You for show up with 15 guys,
1: guys and you want to eat. We're making fucking spaghetti also, or, or you're, eggs.
0: You're not just showing up with 15 guys. You had to work all night because of main water main busted. This takes place in Los Angeles. Yeah. And so you had to miss their your date day after she sends all the kids off with grandma. Oh, yeah, the kids with so, grandma. So when you're coming home and you're promising a full day, you don't just come home. You bring all 15 of your dudes.
1: The first time you meet her, she's sending the kids away with her mother to stay overnight. And at that moment, she just kind of feels like maybe she's a helicopter parent. You know, she wants to know everything about what's going on. She's telling her mom, like, you have to call me if anything happens. Like, I don't want you to not call me. And then me to find out that my kids are, like, bleeding. You know, and as soon as they drive off, she's like, I shouldn't have let him go. I shouldn't have let him go. And it just feels like she's got a lot of anxiety. One of his friends at work says she's a sensitive person. And Mm. he responds back with, she's not crazy. He says crazy more than anyone else in this movie. Yeah. They've been together for a long time. They have young kids. But yeah, he's supposed to come home for this date. And he calls her and he doesn't want to because he knows she's going to be mad. But that means he doesn't call her until it's like really late to tell her he's not coming home.
0: You pointed out that there were times in which um, she almost seemed a little autistic. Mm -hmm. I think it's like bipolar.
1: That's kind of what it
0: seemed to me. Yeah, And I think there is a lot... There's a lot backing up the bipolar claim out there when you read on it.
1: I I agree with you. I think what was ca- what what was catching me with the autistic is how she was she would kind of um, obsess over certain things, but that is part of a lot of mm. it, you know mental illnesses can manifest in all sorts of different ways.
0: In obsess little obsessive ways, she keeps forgetting their n- names, and you could tell that she should know their names, yeah. but. She's forgetting them all, and she's drawn to this one guy named Jimmy, and she's talking about how handsome he is. Nick, Peter Falk, gets really upset.
1: Okay, come on, let's dance. No, nah, no, I bet not. Look at this muscle. I never saw such muscles. I bet he didn't fit in this suit. Maybe yeah, fit.
0: You had your fun, it's enough. Come on, come on, let's dance all over. No. Come on. All right, everybody's tired, that's enough. Come on, you want to dance? No, I don't want
1: to dance. Um, Get
0: your ass down Everyone ends up leaving Very awkwardly And so it's just uh, Them together and then the kids come home And it, it's it's like this It really is one of the most Chaotic feeling movies we've it ever really seen is. Not just in their behavior And also Nick seems No really less crazy But it's all stemmed from like His love for her
1: And he has anger issues.
0: He does have anger issues, but he
1: pops off so fast. But
0: he also genuinely loves her. He does. Absolutely. And that makes him fucking crazy. Yes. And so there's a part where the kids come in just to get their books with their grandma to go back out. Yeah. And then this just coming in and out of this aunt where he's trying to sleep but people keep coming in and out and the kids keep coming in and out And
1: finally he gives over to it and he's like everybody gets in the bed and he's, he's even, even dragging pulling like her mother in the bed he's like grandma gets in the bed we're all in the bed and he wants to like cuddle with everybody And
0: it's just like it's chaotic but every scene also seems completely decompressed at the same time every scene seems to be stretched out and drawn out yeah. and it's just these like casual these seemingly casual moments but you have anxiety still even in those moments that seem sweet
1: yes because
0: he can pop off he can turn on a dime she can do the same
1: during the spaghetti breakfast there's a part where one of the guys starts singing and he he's singing beautifully but she gets up from her chair and she comes over to him and she like reaches her head around him to where he's singing and her mouth is like right here. And it's so. But like she's
0: looking in his mouth. She's
1: looking and she's like mouthing the sounds of the words that he's saying. And it feels like I didn't know if she was going to bite him or kiss him or scream, you know, like that. But that like little moment sort yeah. of to me encapsulates what. Uh, everything you were just talking about, because then she wants to dance, and that's when Peter loses it. But she even says to him, "I just love everybody."
0: Nick goes off to go see his mother because that's because he. We heard him have a very tense conversation with her, and this guy, Mister Jensen, comes over to bring his kids. It's like a play date, babysitting thing with the kids all together. She wants
1: to have a party with, yeah, him.
0: Yeah. yeah, and so she drags hit Jensen and all the kids out back, and Swan Lake starts playing on her little radio. And then she's like really into it. And she starts, she's very engaged with the kids. She actually seems happy, but it's still disconcerting for Mr. Jensen because at the very least she's just completely fucking weird. Mm -hmm. And she starts like floating, getting the kids to pretend to be the swan. Come
1: on. Come on. Come on. Die for Mr. Jensen. Okay. Come
0: on. Come on, girls. Die for Mr. Jensen. Come on. Come on, Rhea, You know the dying swan. Come on. Come on. That's it. That's it. Bravo. Bravo.
1: Bravo. Bravo. Come on. They just died for you. Come
0: on. Die for Mr. Jensen. Come on. Die for Mr. Jensen.
1: Good dying. Good dying. Good dying.
0: It's very funny. They
1: just died for you. What's one of my favorite parts?
0: And Jensen is just like, you know, I'm a little worried about leaving the kids here with you and you can't blame him. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't really know what's going on.
1: And then it gets real weird because she, they go inside and she's like, okay, we could either do homework or you could go play dress up, right? Mm-hmm. So she sends the kids upstairs to go play dress up. Well, she's also been on the phone with her husband who's sleep deprived doesn't like that there's another man in his house and is worried about his wife with all these children. So he rushes home and there's this weird moment where like their daughter runs downstairs naked because they're all changing clothes and they're all like in costumes or like weird levels of undress. Jensen's trying to gather his children. Peter Falk is trying to be like, get the fuck out of my house. It's
0: insane.
1: You know, and they're asking the little girl, like, why don't you have any clothes on? Like, it's so funny fucked up and weird. Oh, his mother's there, I think, at that point, too. Mm. And um, Peter gets in a fight with him and ends up, like, bleeding. Oh, right.
0: They actually get in a fucking fight. Yeah, and he
1: bleeds for, like, a while because that then leads to they put all the kids to bed and Grandma's kind of, like, upstairs with the kids and the doctor comes.
0: And ultimately they have to sedate her and he gets her put into a facility because she's undeniably losing her shit.
1: That's the scene where... His his struggle with how to take care of her is, like, palpable in that scene to me. Because, you know, he's called the doctor. His mother's there. He's saying to her that she needs help. But then in the next moment, he's hugging her and going, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. You're yeah. fine. Just be fine. Just everything's okay. The doctor doesn't have to take you anywhere. Like, whatever. Like, he's trying to... Like, say, like, I love you, and I'm sorry, and I, I think I made a mistake. Because now he knows that one now that the doctor's there, she's going to have to go.
0: He seems, like, manic depressive. Yes. My second favorite part of the movie is after she's been committed, mm-hmm. and uh, he's um, talking with his buddies, and his... And he's and he and he's very defensive about talking about his wife. And you hear those tangential conversations where the buddies he works with is like, God, don't mention Mabel, like whatever you do, don't mention right, Mabel. Right, right. And he takes one of his I guess it's like his closest buddy, the guy that's likes to sing opera, mm-hmm. and he's like, We're going to the beach. You wanna to go to the beach? We're gonna to go to the beach. I'm gonna go get the kids. We're gonna to go to the beach.
1: He takes them out of school at like ten A.M.
0: Yeah. And they all go to the beach and they're like We're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. And he's like just so angrily like trying to force this normal situation. And it doesn't even seem to be like a good day at the beach. It's like overcast. L.A. doesn't get that cold, but it's probably like winter in L.A.
1: He's in such a rush to get them down the beach that he literally knocks his daughter in the sand at one point (laughs) and has to pick her back up. We're here to have a good time. We're having a good time. We came to play with the kids. So let's play with the kids, otherwise we
0: go home. So if they had a, in, a a second of fun on this actual beach trip, we don't know, because it cuts to them getting back into the truck. Yeah. And Peter's like, or Nick, as played by Peter Falk, is like, I'm going to ride in the back. He offers his buddy a beer, and he's like, no, nah, I'm good. So he's sitting in the back. He's got a six pack of hams, sitting with his three kids. And his oldest son is like,
1: Can you have a taste, my." Sure. Yeah. Not too much now. Okay, Tony, that's enough. All right. Just a sip, not like your brother. Can I have some, Dad? All right.
0: Just a little bit, not too much now. And he starts passing the beer around between the kids. And I think what he's trying to do is to, because their mother's gone to do the basic house stuff with the kids, he's just going to get them a little sauced up and tired so that yeah. they can just go to bed when they get home. So you got to be careful on a funny day like today. We'll all get too, too drunk. But you know, a little beer, it's good. You sleep like rocks. The oldest kid seems to not mind it as much. I remember, where did anyone ever hand you a beer when you were a small kid? And I, you, yeah, I hated it. And you it. sipped it, and the, I they, spit just, it out. they just they yeah. just did it to watch you like think it was gross, right? Like yep. this happened to like all of us, right? Yep. At least of a certain age. But you can tell he's just plying them to get them a little. And they get out of the truck and they're off, and the kids are just like stumbling all over the Spinning front yard, all around. Very funny scene.
1: He gets them into the bed, though. And th- this is the thing about him. He's always going too far to try to accomplish something. So that morning he was like, I don't spend enough time with my kids. I got to go get my kids. We got to go on a field trip, right? We got to go on a, d- a day to the beach. And then he's like, I need him to go to bed, so I'm going to give him this alcohol. It's fine. And he even tells them, like, this is going to make you sleep. Oh, Once forgot, he gets them in the bed.
0: We've got to point out, and it's significant, that he uh, before she got committed, he slaps her in an argument. And apparently, that was the first time he ever did that.
1: So he gets the kids in the bed, and then immediately is like, "Tony, don't you want to come downstairs and have a snack with me?" Yeah. Come on, Ange, don't you want to have a snack with me? Come on. And then he goes to the little girl, and he's like, "Don't you want to? Don't you want to come downstairs with me?" And she tells him, "She tells him like, Daddy, just lay down with me." Yeah. And he does lay down, and then it cuts to six months later. But it's this thing of like he went too far. Like he basically he got his kids to a point where all they want to do is sleep. But now he's lonely, and he now wants them to wake back up and hang <laughs> out with him. You know, he he doesn't know what he wants. He's always doing what he thinks is best for the situation, but immediately it feels as though immediately he doesn't think it through to the next step.
0: So it's six months later, and Mabel is coming out of the facility in which she's been. and But he has invited, like, all these friends and There's family. There's, like, 40 people at like their house. He's, he's at a big... Freaking party. Imagine you've been locked up in a, uh, in a mental institution. You've had shock therapy and you're going to go home for the first time and you're going to walk into a house with 40 fucking people in it.
1: And there's no drinks. There, it's not planned for a party. He just no, invited no. a bunch of people over and had them dress up. People are in like suits. And
0: there are people there that are like, you know, Nick. You probably shouldn't, this probably should be more of a personal, private thing. Yeah. And sure enough, like, he's finally convinced of it, and then he angrily, but thankfully (laughs) to all the people, kicks them out of the house. And as a lot of people are leaving, that's when Mabel pulls up in the car.
1: This scene, this is the only time that his mom kind of steps up and helps and is nice. So she actually makes the announcement like hey everybody we're really glad that you were here because he can't do it he's like you gotta do it for me Yeah, yeah. so she tells everybody to leave and um, that this is just too much right and then when you know you're right people are stopping at the car like saying things to Mabel that alone is too much like people just need to move the fuck on It's it's such a thing that happens in real life all the time where it's very important for me to tell you that I'm sorry for what's going on with you It's like the virtue signaling thing. Like, I'm such a good person that I'm going to stop. And you don't know me. But if you ever need anything, will you please just call me? It's like. Sure, sure. You don't know me, though. Yeah. so fucked up. But so he brings her into the house. And his mom is, like, kissing her and saying, we missed you. We're so glad you're home.
0: And it seems they're trying to make sure she's not too emotional. And she even goes to see the kids. And it's like. She's trying not to feel too emotional about it when they see she's the She's trying kids. to stay
1: even and calm.
0: and But she's still like a really flighty and like really strange, even though she's a little more low key than she was before. But she's like, hey, I think everyone should leave because N- Nick and I want to be intimate.
1: <laughs> we want to go to bed. and
0: Because the, there's still like a core family well, there. also
1: the dining room is their bedroom. So she's like, y'all got to leave so we can like, have our bedroom.
0: And eventually the family does leave.
1: When everyone is still there, he starts freaking out because he feels like she's not being herself. He feels like she's trying to be someone she's not. And he takes her into another room and he's actually saying to her, he's like, be yourself, come on, give me like a baba. Give me a bebe.
0: Give me another (laughs) bebe. Give me a better (laughs) bebe. oh a real bad bad come on
1: or like a psh. yeah he come wants on, her to do
0: psh. the crazy psh. shit psh. yeah
1: where where is it be yourself be yourself and then but he's like yelling at her to be herself it's again he's going too far yeah because he feels probably all this guilt that now she's come back and she is not herself
0: So eventually the family does leave and they have a conflict. I can't remember if it's before or after he hit her the second time, but no, no, it is before. She's like, like dancing on the couch and he's asking her to get down, get Mm -hmm. down. And then he slaps her again. This is the second time he hits her. And then she runs off into the bathroom to grab like a razor and you, you, and the kids follow her. Like they know what she's going to do. They know she's going to probably try to slit her wrist. Yeah. And the kids are grabbing her arms. It's a really heart wrenching scene. Mm-hmm. And she ends up cutting her hand, but they get the razor away from her. And then she runs back to where she was. And then she starts dancing on the couch again. But the kids are trying to be a buffer between her bipolar nature and her, her father and their father's like manic aggressive depressive nature and
1: this is when he's dragging the children up the stairs trying to get them to go to bed and as soon as he lets go of them at the top of the stairs they, they run, run back down to down, their mother and, down. and finally he says to her they want you to tuck them in you have to you have to come with me and like be normal basically like mm. you have to come and put the children to bed so that they know that you're okay and the act of doing that sort of grounds her in a way. You know, like, they take the kids upstairs and she, you know, kind of lays in the bed with Angelo for a little bit, and she does very much calm down. And then the two of them go downstairs and he, like, cleans her hand off. And they kind of have this, like, sweet moment. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. And they kind of get back to... It's almost as though... And this is why it's so crazy. I think he was scared to see her. And that's why he maybe invited so many people over as like a million buffers between them. Yeah. Because they only work, and she says this at the beginning they understand each other and they only work when it's just them. It's when other things are introduced or when he has to leave her. Like, if he could be with her 24 hours a day, he would. She would be fine.
0: Maybe. I don't know about that. She wouldn't be fine. She's still got her issues.
1: She wouldn't be fine, but she, they need each other.
0: Yeah. And well, it's a feeling like the movie, the movie pretty much ends on them together like that. But you know, you just instinctively know that it's going to get worse. But you, that doesn't necessarily mean like they're going to be apart. Like it's Mm -hmm. going to get worse, but they're probably always going to be together. Mm -hmm. Like this movie is kind of about like, the nature of of women in, in a household in this structure of the insecurities of men and, like, how, you know, love can be an amazing thing but not necessarily indicative of something, like, positive all the time or something that at least visually, like, the shit is hard. And this mm-hmm. is a case of someone... It appears to be two people with some mental illness here.
1: Absolutely. And I don't mean to say that, like them together, when I say when they're together, they're good, it's not that, but there is some comfort they obviously take in each other. Mm. And it's when other people are around, outside of their kids, because I feel like their kids are good for both of them. The
0: kids seem to be the most normal. You
1: know what, I see this going forward, like say there was like a five, six years from now or from where this story ends, like a sequel. I do think they're maybe not that different, the the mother and father, but it becomes a thing where the kids don't bring their friends home. You know? Maybe the daughter wants to go live with grandma. You know, like there's it it becomes a thing where it's like, oh, their mom's crazy. Like she shows up at school and they're like, That's not my mom. You know, like when yeah. you get a teenager and you just don't want to have anything to do with your parents anyway, her is a mother of teenagers
0: mm-hmm.
1: would probably get a lot of rejection from her kids.
0: You know, it's interesting. You see the reactions to this uh, movie and how people um, responded to it. As you can imagine, it was a very divisive movie with yeah. some people being like, oh, this is a fucking masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And then other people, I think, interpreting the the tension as something that is... Um, just absolutely grating and frustrating and almost like people maybe were thought that this film had no true point to it or something like that or that you know there's no traditional plot or anything like that yeah but based on the kind of movies we talk about for this show like i've said before we're not going to be doing like top 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 10 marvel studio movies like right You know, I don't want to gatekeep here, but if you're a movie fan, you know you have to kind of be open to the nature. Like a great plot is great, but also this movie that like really unpacks and let actor lets actors just kind of fill these scenes and bring this emotion. There, there are there are things to connect to here beyond just plots in and of themselves.
1: Absolutely, and
0: and there's a difference between something like this and a movie that has a bad plot or just fails yeah. or could be better with actual plot. There's nothing uh there's nothing like that that's missing about this movie.
1: Not at all. And I feel like what this movie to me is about and I haven't read, you know, what people say about it or whatever. I haven't gone down that road because I didn't want to before we talked about it honestly. To me, it's it's the idea of situations can be fucked up, people can be fucked up, right? Ultimately, Regardless of what is going on with you, whatever your station of life is or like whatever hand life has dealt you, you just have to keep moving forward. And the answer is not to remove you from the situation, try to fix you and put you back in the situation. That doesn't change anything. You know, because she talks about, like, she was in the hospital and it was like, they wake you up every morning, they give you a shot, they feed you a breakfast, they make you do a craft, you go to bed. How is she not going to... Be exactly like she was before when she's put back into the same exact circumstances as yeah. before. There's an issue with thinking like, I'm going to take you from here and I'm going to fix you. And then you're going to go back and be good. That's never going to work. It's
0: easy to feel different when your entire environment has changed.
1: And one thing they don't talk about, but we've, we've talked about in, in a couple of these other like women in crisis movies is, you know, she's in this program for six months in the hospital. And one of them says... Like, her family, when she's home, one of them makes the comment about, like, I don't actually think she's better. And they're like, well, she got released. That doesn't fucking mean you're better. No, of
0: course not. It means the insurance stopped paying. (laughs) Exactly.
1: And the one doctor that we met in this thing, he was a fucking idiot.
0: Well, I also understand if people are like, this movie may be too tense for me.
1: I do understand that, too.
0: two and a half hours of uh, familial tension. And there are some, like... Funny ass. There are, there is comedy here. Absolutely. And there's
1: tender, wonderful moments
0: too. But, but, you know, like a lot of good movies about relationships, they can be quite heavy. And, uh, reality
1: is quite heavy. And
0: this, whoa. Don't do back shots on my brain. We get,
1: we get deep in here.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, you're going to give this one through five. I'm going to give one through five. Combined for best out of 10. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: 4.5. Matched. I
0: love it. Right at the top of the nines, because it's in alphabetical order under the score. <laughs> uh, a woman under the influence sharing the rankings with one of our recent discussions, Anatomy of a Fall, yep. as well as Philip Kaufman's evasion of the Body Snatchers, Perfect Blue, Poor Things, Tar, The Sword of Doom, They Live by Night. Oh, well, I won't say They Live by Night. We haven't technically ta- talked about that yet. <laughs> it's at least as good, if not better than those movies Cassavetes interesting um point to start with the Cassavetes movie I would like to uh check out more of his and uh I'm I feel like I'm already a fan of Gina Rollins and who doesn't love Peter Falk I mean with his eyes RIP to the king Peter Falk so check the show notes for links other places to find us Like, subscribe, comment, corrections, fun facts. What's your favorite? Recommend us a Cassavetes movie. Is it Killing of a Chinese Bookie? Husbands? What do you think is the the best Cassavetes movie? Thank you for watching. We appreciate you. And?
1: Watch your back, girl.